0: This is the Memory Palace, I'm Nate DiMeo. The couple on the cover are ready for the road. He's square jawed and strapping. She's pretty, smiling wide. He carries both of their suitcases because it's 1948 and he's a gentleman. And he's dressed like one, top coat, pocket square, fedora at a jaunty angle. She's got her hair done, wavelet curls beneath her Sunday best hat the couple pictured there on the cover of the 1948 edition of the Negro Motorist Green Book, or the very picture of a particular kind of African-American aspiration at mid-century. And somewhere in those suitcases, or in her clutch, or in the glove box in the big old dash of their Pontiac or their Packard, is a book, a slim paperback, 30, 40 pages, a guide for African-American travelers specifically for the lucky, the rare few who owned a car back then. And there they are on the cover, this handsome couple, drawn in black and white, walking off from their suburban home to look for America. Comforted by that guidebook, published each year since 1936 by the Victor E. Green Company of Harlem, in order to give, it says, the Negro traveler, information that will keep him from running into difficulties embarrassments, and other understatements. The couple will use it to navigate the post-war, pre highway United States, to keep themselves safe and alive, in their own car, free from the cruelties of segregated public transportation, of colored only waiting rooms, of backs of buses. They'll be in the front seat of their own car, their own gas pedal, their own steering wheel, on the open road, the radio on, searching for their song, their music, in the open air. They might catch a voice coming through the static, a rhythm carried on invisible waves from some rooftop transmitter in Decatur or Memphis, and falling away as some skyline disappears in the rear view. And then coming in clear and strong now, as they come out of the trees, as the road rises through the Alleghenies, or as they round a bend and the air is warm through the windows and warm on their arms. And the light is warm, and tangerine, flashing on the surface of the Snake River, or the Nishnabotna, or the Loxahatchee, driving off to, who knows, the Grand Tetons, Liberty Hall, the Finger Lakes, Beale Street, the Painted Desert, in their own car. Somewhere, right then, Sal Paradise and Dean Moriarty were on the road. Somewhere, right then, An ad man was showing an executive a pitch that would put a car in every garage. Some auto company lobbyist was showing some senator just where the freeways would run one day, through which unwanted neighborhoods, telling him how those freeways would free us all, how we'd road trip, see the USA in our Chevrolet, look for adventure in whatever comes our way. Milwaukee to Minneapolis in four and a half hours, coast to coast in four and a half days, a nation transformed a people on the move, its great cities, its natural wonders, its amber waves, its purple majesty, all within reach. Unlimited possibilities of the open road, where the couple on the cover drove right then, as the sun hung low, as their station started to fuzz at the edges. The book said they could go to Oakland, stay at the Warren Hotel on 6th, eat at the Crescent in Frederick, Maryland, see the Grand Canyon, Get a drink at Gill's Grill in Elizabethtown. But they shouldn't stop in Shelby, Montana. There were no Negroes there. They should probably say they're delivering the car to its white owners if they get pulled over outside Lafayette. Should steer clear of whole cities altogether. The sundown towns that were all white, by law, by nightfall. There will be a day, the Negro Motorist Green Book says, in the near future, when it won't have to be published. But until that time, there was the book. And the couple there in its cover. As the sun goes down, and the road stretches out, and summer bugs flash white in the headlights, and the signal fades, probably out for good this time. And they hope the gas holds out till Topeka. There's a place called Powers, the green book says. They can get service there. And then they should be able to make it to Wichita. They packed enough food they wouldn't have to risk stopping to eat. It might be better just to stay in Topeka by the time they get there. Book says there's a hotel there where they should be okay. It might just be better. And play it safe. And they drove on. And the moon rose over an open field. The Memory Palace is produced by me, Nate DeMeo, with engineering assistance from Kathy Tu and research assistance from Andrea Milne. I am very excited to welcome a new podcast to the Radiotopia family. It's a show called Millennial from producer Megan Tan. It's cool. It's part first-person memoir, part documentary, with an almost real-time feel as Megan navigates post-college life. Uh, It's smart, and it's intimate, and it's fun, and uh, you should listen. Uh, Go to radiotopia.fm or millennialpodcast.org and check it out and subscribe. One thing I like about it is it's serialized uh, and it really builds, um, so you should start at episode one when you listen. You know, we recently had a live show in Los Angeles with 10 of the Radiotopia podcasts, and uh, I was reminded anew just how lucky I am to get to build this thing together with such a remarkable group of uh, people and fellow producers and it's really is great to welcome another one into the fold. So help me do that. Go subscribe, rate it on iTunes and enjoy it. That's it for this time. Thanks as always for listening.